Now, what is going to be more important in eternity? How many Pokemon you have invested in, or how many souls you've helped save? Now, there's, there's the truth. Now, I'm stepping on toes. I'm making people feel uncomfortable. Good! It's about time you get uncomfortable. I'm glad 2018 is over with because I'm tired of passive, sleeping, unpassionate, complaining Christians. Because that's what I've had to put up with for a whole year. new people in church, yay! But when the new people need to be supported in love, oh, we're not going to do that. And then we wonder why they leave. And then they come to the pastor and say, what did you do, pastor? Why didn't they here anymore? Why is it your fault? And as my son Andrew pointed out when the people complained, Dad, it wasn't you. It was so-and-so yelling across the church. It was so-and-so more concerned about their own thing than they were about somebody's soul. We need to start thinking about what what would Jesus have me to do? And not worry about the delivery of it. <laughs> My word, our sister read that scripture. Shouldn't have that gotten us down on our knees? But we're so content. We're so content in our complacency. We talked about that in Sunday school. What leads people back into bondage? Their complacency. I never intended to say any of that this morning. <laughs> but unfortunately, you've got a pastor who has the gift of profit. And once in a while, the gift of profit outweighs the gift of mercy I have in me. And you're going to see that more and more as, until, more and more as we get closer to Jesus coming. Because we need to be concerned about getting people into heaven. Our sister talked about losing her diamond. Oh my word, thank you Jesus for finding that diamond for her. Thank you Lord that you gave her co-worker eagle eyes. Eyes of a hawk. Found that little diamond. That's a huge diamond to our sister. But sometimes we get more concerned about finding something that we lose than finding somebody who's going to, j- to hell. And it's time that we take action. Fifteen years. Of course, when I got here, we were hurting. We were hurting. It took us four and a half years to get over our hurting. And that was okay. And then God blessed us with this building. And what have we done? We've become complainers. And we can become complacent. Now, Jason and Judy can tell you we have less complainers now than we ever had. (laughs) 
But in order for us to move forward, we need to have unity and pull together. Because let me tell you something, in 2018, if you don't start pulling together, 2019, I'll tell you what, we'll let you just sit there and you'll see our dust as we go and do for Jesus. Jesus is coming for a remnant. Are we going to be part of it? Sometimes we act like ostriches with our whole heads in the sand. Let's be people of action. What did James say? Be doers of the word, not just hearers only. Hmm. Jesus said, go ahead, Sarah. Go ahead, Sarah. Jesus said, go. Be. Those are action words. Go and be something. Go and do something and be something. In other words, Jesus is saying, take action. Take action. Don't believe it? Let's go to the next slide and let's see. <laughs> What's Jesus say there? Go! I even highlighted it for you. So you don't miss it. This is why I like PowerPoint. Because I can highlight here. The other one I can't. Go! Somebody was complaining about PowerPoint the other day, so now I'm pointing out why I like it. It makes my life easier. I like things that make my life easier. Life is more complicated than we care for. But what did Jesus say? Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Not be comfortable. Not be complacent. Not sit back and do nothing. He said, go. And he's talking to all of us. Go. My word, I'm going to be introducing our, our new evangelistic tool. And one of the things that they suggest is you've got to preach a passionate sermon. I didn't know there was going to be this passionate. <laughs> go! And then he says to us over in Acts 1.8, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You need to understand the Holy Spirit is with us. You're not doing it in your own strength, in your own might. you got the Holy Ghost. Why aren't you doing? Hello? He says... And you shall be not when you feel like it. You shall be witnesses to me. Who are you supposed to be representing? Jesus. Who are they supposed to be seeing in your life? Jesus. You know why you have so many problems? It's because people aren't seeing the Jesus in you. We don't, we don't let people see Jesus enough in us. Because we're so busy. We're so, oh, we got to do this, we got to do that. But you know what? People should see Jesus on the job. Amen. People should see Jesus in school. And I don't care what the ACLU says. They can't stop you from letting people see Jesus in you. 
can't stop it. If you're living for Jesus, people are going to see Jesus in you. They can't legislate you to stop it, and no judge can stop you from letting them see Jesus in you, because if you're really a Christian, people are going to see Jesus in you. He says, be my witnesses. My word, I just got the, I think I'm going to, I'm hoping Judy has it. Paul the Apostle, I want to show it here. It's going to take more than an hour to watch. What we'll do is we'll get together and we'll just watch the movie. We might sing at the end. I don't know. Who knows? But we're going to watch it. Let me tell you something. Those early Christians, we think we're persecuted when somebody says, you better not take your Bible out of your backpack. We think we're persecuted with, don't you talk to me about your Jesus. That's not persecution. When you get hung by a pole in the city of Rome and set on fire, that persecution. When you're taken to the games and you're pushed out into the arena and they, all of a sudden lions and tigers and bears are raised up from the floor of the amphitheater and the cages open up and they come and kill you. That persecution. When they push you out there and the gladiators come <clears throat> with their swords and you're not given a weapon and they kill you. That persecution. When ISIS makes you kneel down by the sea and they cut your head off. That persecution. When they burn your church down around you. That persecution. And we think we're getting persecuted when we're told, oh, I don't want to hear about your Jesus. That's not persecution. That's just somebody being stupid. Wanting to go to hell instead of going to heaven. You've got the eternal word of God in you. You are to be witnesses of Jesus Christ. He reigns in you. Think about it. Think about it. Take that boldness that God has given you. Oh my word. You know that, that very thing that irritates people? Come on. You know who you are. Take that very thing and use it for Jesus. Come on. Your stubbornness, use it for Jesus. Your mouthiness, use it for Jesus. Your loudness, who cares? Use it for Jesus. You won't need to have, an, uh, you won't need to have a, um, a megaphone. Praise God. Hmm. Your gift of gab, use it for Jesus. Your loving heart, use it for Jesus. Let's get passionate again. Oh, this is old time preaching. My word, we speak so softly from the pulpit now. There's no wonder people get comfortable and... I had a guy in my church in Kansas said, you know, Pastor, I used to get a nap in. But since you've been here, I can't nap. <laughs> and he meant it as a compliment. Oh, glory to God. Let's get to the next screen. I wasn't sure how to do this one. So I just put it up there. Jesus is talking to the apostles. He's talking to the guys who wrote the Bible. He's talking to the twelve. We're going to be in Mark chapter 16 now, so if you want to open your Bibles there, you can so you can mark things. Because maybe the Holy Spirit wants to say something to you, and you want to make a little mark or underline something that the Holy Spirit was telling you. You see, 
What most people don't understand during the sermon, this is a time of prayer. This is when the Holy Spirit's going to talk to your heart. The whole service led up to not the offering, but to this time for the Lord to speak to your heart and mind. This is a time of prayer where God is intending to speak into you. You're done talking. It's time to shut up and listen. We, oh, that's mean, Pastor. No, we've done all our talking. We said, praise God, thank you, Lord, that we come in here today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, let's pray. Oh, Lord, we invite you into our presence and do something awesome today. Hallelujah. And then we go into our singing, and we're saying, Lord, you are great. Hallelujah. You're awesome in this place, mighty God. Oh, we love you so much, Lord. Oh, glory to God. And we get all this done. You know how it is you go over to a friend's house? Come on. You're over at Alan Marion's house. What do you do? You come in, you say, hello. Hi, Alan Marion. Thank you for letting us come into your house and make a mess. <laughs> you got anything good to eat? Oh, Marion, you cooked the best beans and weenies I've ever had because I didn't tell you I was coming. Mm. And then, you know, and then it's time you get into that deep conversation. And then you go out into the world and you feel, oh, what a good time we had. That's what church is supposed to be. But this is a time when we listen for God to speak to us. But here's something Jesus is talking here. Later, he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table and listened to this. He rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he was, had risen. Now, let me bring that to today. He is rebuking us today. He is rebuking the church in North America today because of our unbelief and our hardness of heart because we are not believing what Jesus said to do. Wow. <laughs> we have a whole generation that's starting to come into their own, but they're in their own. They don't believe in God and they want to come under bondage. And the generation after them, if we don't do something, the church in North America is no more as we know it. And we go ahead and go, oh, praise God. I can turn on my TV. I can still listen to my Christian music. And all is right in our world as we drive down the street and we ignore those who don't have Jesus. Oh my word, Doris and the youth group got in trouble once. I don't think Marion was here at that time. No, Marion never got in trouble. No. <laughs> they took the back issues of the lighted pathway, which was before the evangel, and they went down and they sold popcorn, they gave away popcorn in the lighted evangel at the Wilkin County Fair. Oh, how they got in trouble for that because they went to a worldly place to do it. <laughs> but the teens at that time were better. They, they actually saw beyond what the church's legalism was thinking at the time. 
You know, they made them go back and collect all the lighted pathways back from people. Wait a second, they were giving them out so they could read about Jesus. How? Uh, doors still to this day, or when she was still alive, couldn't tell you why. Because to the youth, it seemed like a good idea. Let's tell people about Jesus. As it, yes. But have we become hard? Is there a reason why God had to put those scriptures that our sister read in the Bible? Have we become hard-hearted? You know what hard-hearted means for a Christian? We don't, we don't see the people around us. We don't see those who need Jesus. We don't see them in Walmart. We don't see them at a condo. We don't see them at the library. We don't see them in the halls of our school. We don't see them, oh my word, at York Manor. My word, Peyton Place. We need to get our hearts softened again. We need to get passionate again. We need to go to the Lord and return to our first love. Oh my word. Al, I don't know how you've stayed married all these years. I mean, you, you and Marion are the longest people married in our whole church. And I don't know how Judy did it all those years. <laughs> At least Marion has a saved husband. You know what it is? Ever so often they have to return to their first love of each other. And it's the same for us as believers. We need to return to our first love and get passionate all over again. Tim Allen on his show Home Improvement defined what a true lover is. A true romantic is. Is a man who can romance the same woman over and over and over again. And make her fall in love with him again and again and again. He even put that in his book, Beware of the Naked Man. That's a, Tim Allen's book, that, the only book he ever wrote. That's the title he gave it, Beware of the Naked Man. He even put that in quote in his book. He's one of those few Hollywood marriages you haven't heard break up. Let's go to the next slide. Verse 16 says, He who believes and is baptized will be saved, and he who does not believe will be, what? Condemned. Folks, this is what is on the line, people's souls. And do we care? Do we care? My word, do we care about them? Because the truth is, if you don't believe you're going to hell, if you believe you're going to heaven, the kingdom of heaven shall be like, Jesus said. 
This is after Matthew 24. The kingdom of heaven shall be like... A, a, the master came and he called his three servants together and he gave one five talents, one three talents, and one one talent. What are we doing with our talent? Do we care to invest? Or have we taken our talent, the gift from God that God has given us, are we using it or have we buried it? And what happened to the man who buried it? Oh, if you had just at least invested it in the bank, at least I would have had interest back, but you didn't even do that. You were so afraid of me, you just buried it and you were complacent. And he took the one bag and he gave it to the man he gave the five to because he doubled what he had. And the man who didn't do anything with his talent, he threw him outside of the gate. He said, this is after the rapture of the church. And he's saying, this is what the kingdom of heaven will be like when we give account of what we've done with what God has given us. If Jesus says this is how the kingdom of heaven is like, we should pay attention. <laughs> oh, but God's grace is so great. It doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't matter how I act. It doesn't matter how I behave. God's grace will just take care of me. I can go out and sleep with a hundred women tonight. Consume all the booze in the world. Fall down stupid. And God's grace will just take care of it all. No, God holds us accountable with what we have and what we do. Can I get an amen? amen. And that's why we live for him. But let me tell you something. Holiness is not achieved in our own strength. Holiness is only achieved through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Where we rely on him. Our sanctification doesn't come because we just say so. Our sanctification comes when we go back to the cross and let Jesus' work that he did on the cross become so real in our life that his blood sanctifies us. And a lot of times, how often do we need to return to the cross and say, Lord Jesus, help me. But let me tell you a little secret. If you'll ask the Holy Spirit to help you too. You see, we... We ask amiss sometimes. What is the Holy Spirit's number one job? Is it to fill us with tongue, to fill us with His Spirit in order for us to speak in tongues? No, the Holy Spirit's number one job is to teach us. If you don't know how to do your algebra problem and you don't ask your teacher for help, whose fault is it? It's yourself. If you've got the teacher who helped create the universe, who understands everything, the Holy Spirit and you don't ask him for help, whose fault is it? Ask him for help. He will take care of you. Go to the next screen. We need to help people believe. And I like this. These signs shall follow those who believe. What does it say? Verse 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. Do we believe this? Do we believe? My word, our God is a supernatural God. And we don't expect him to act supernatural today in our lives. One of our sisters, it was so cool. She, don't, she, was, she helped somebody in our church the other day. It was so cool. She followed up and was able to do what Pastor couldn't. It was so awesome. And you know what she said in prayer meeting? If you haven't come to prayer meeting, you're missing something. You know what she said? I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. That came out of my mouth, but it came out of my mouth and I wouldn't stop. 
I'll tell you where it came from. It's because God is a supernatural God and the Holy Spirit will fill us with the right things to say. He who believes and is baptized will be, oh, I'm sorry, verse 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will what? Cast out demons. In my name we will see people with mental illness healed. Because some mental illness is caused by demons. And the other mental illness is only God can rewire that brain. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. You see, if God can get a hold of our tongues, He can get a hold of the rest of us. What gets us in trouble all the time? Our tongue. My word, your tongue gets you in more trouble than anything else, doesn't it? Your eye teeth hardly ever look out for you. My word, those words get out of your mouth faster than you can stop them. You're trying to shove them back. It's too late. Come on. No, you haven't been there before. None of our teenagers in high school have ever been there because they're so perfect in all so many ways. Right? They're practically perfect. No, we all have that problem. We all have that. So that's why we need to have our tongue controlled by the Holy Ghost. We should try it sometimes. And I'm talking to all of us, me, me included. Come on. They will take up serpents and they will drink anything deadly and will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. <clears throat> Is our God a supernatural God or what? Is he still the same? Is Jesus still the same as he was yesterday? Is he still the same today? Is he still the same as is he going to be tomorrow? Our God does not change and his word changes not. We should start believing it and standing on the word of God and using it and being obedient to it and going out and following him. Verse 19. Says, so then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And we just read that and we just go on. Our Jesus name, our Jesus only folks, one of the only thing that they got right is this is a whole sign of Jesus' authority. He sits back down in his authority at the right hand of God. Our Father. If you go back to that Matthew scripture that we, where we find go, right before that Jesus was says, I have been given all authority. And here he's showing, I have all authority. He walks into the throne room of God. So you and I can't just walk into the throne room of God unless we come in the Spirit with the right attitude. Because you can't come into a whole, the presence of a holy God unless we are what? At holy, not perfect, holy. We can come into the throne room, but it comes through prayer and worship. But we can't do what Jesus did. We can't just walk up there and sit down at the right hand of God the Father. However, it says in Revelations, He who overcomes, I will allow to sit on my throne. 
You can't overcome if you're living worldly. You can only overcome if you're being obedient and living for Jesus. How do you get rid of your alcoholism? Give it, to, give it over to the Lord and live for Him. How do you overcome your drug addiction? You give it to the Lord and you live for Him. How do you get over your, your problem with sex? You give it to the Lord and you live for Him. How do you get over anything? You give it to the Lord and you live for Him. My word, we act like we're so perfect sometimes. How do we get over our secret sin? We give it to the Lord and we live for Him. So he sits down in his authority. Will we be obedient to him? But well, we see that the Lord told us to go and be. Are we being obedient to him? Saul hurt, learned the hard way. He lost everything because he couldn't learn a simple lesson. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And I want you to see their response in verse 20, and this should be our response. And they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. And of course, Mark ends it with, Amen, yes, Lord, let it be. Meaning, yes, when we read that amen there, we're saying, yes, Lord, let it be in our own lives. But did you see something there in that verse? The Holy Spirit had their backs. And He will have our backs as well. How about us? Is it time for us to take action? Is it time for us to get activated? Is it a time for us to go? Is it time for us to be? Oh, but pastor, well, you're going to find out it's not that hard. We make everything hard. <laughs> and Jesus made it easy. Yeah. Come unto me, all you who are laden and heavy burdened, and I'll give you the rest. Come! That's all he said. Come! So, we have a tool for you. In fact... I'm believing so strongly that we're going to do such a good job. We have a thousand of these sitting right here. And we have another thousand ready to go when I have to order because we used up the first thousand. Here is how easy it is. You got your bulletin? Your whole script for telling somebody about Jesus is right there in your bulletin today. I never read my bulletin. Shame on you. Why do we even make it? Amen. Why do I waste money on it? I didn't know we were doing that. Well, it was right in the bulletin for four weeks. The whole script is right there for you. And we're going to keep it interesting. We're going to continue putting things in the bulletin on how to do it. I have this. And I'm in Econo. 
I got it in my pocket and I see somebody. I just walking along, pushing my cart. My cart just happens to be annoying because it's got that, I happen to get that one cart that they never fix with that wheel. It's always pulling to the left. And I'm going through and I see somebody. Hey, I see somebody. And I walk up to him. And I do this. Hi. Hi. I'd like to invite you to my church. And I hand you this. And you're going, what is that? And I say to you, on the back there are answers to life's hard questions. God bless you. And I go on to the next person. And I go, hi! I'd like to invite you to my church. And if you need to carry this with you, do it. I'm sorry, I'm an atheist. Well, that's all right. <laughs> On the back here, if you go to truelife.org, uh -huh. there's a whole thing about being an atheist. And God bless you. I hope you go ahead and check that out. And I just move on. <laughs> go to the next screen. I'm going to start, I'm going to challenge you to take five, each of you to take five of these cards and do this. Now, Corey, prepare something for us. Is it ready to go? I want to show you something here. I forgot to preview this, so Corey previewed it for me already, and so she prepared Hi, I'm it. I'm Jesse, the founder of TrueLife.org, and we're here at Thomas Road Baptist Church to help show you how easy it is to evangelize and invite people with these TrueLife.org invitation cards. Oh, good, good to see you guys. One. Happy to be here. Thank you for coming. So we're encouraging evangelism and invitation in churches, not just Thomas Road Baptist Church, but your church as well. I'm sure your pastor probably gave you a TrueLife.org card today to hand out. And these cards are so unique because it takes the fear away from evangelism and invitation. That means that we don't have to be afraid of the questions that might be asked or the time it's going to take or not having a starting point. What if the recipient is afraid of going to church? Well, they can easily go online and get free video answers to questions like, how do we get the Bible? Why do bad things happen? Where do you go when you die? Does God love gay people? Is Mormonism true? Are Jehovah Witnesses right? And the list goes on and on for any worldview. And then, of course, they can easily find your church on the church finder. Hey, Will, so we're pulling up to a gas station right now, and all I need you to do is just go out and simply say, hey, I'd love to have you come to my church on Sunday. If you have any questions, you can go online and get video answers, okay? Okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> God bless you. I'm praying for you, okay? Let's see what happens. Hi, excuse me, how you ladies doing? Yeah, I don't know if you go to a church anywhere in the area, but I'd like to invite you to Thomas Road Church, see here. And, uh, and if you don't have any time to make it to church right yet, you can see on the back, uh, truelife.org, where you get free video answers to life's hard questions. And there's all kinds of different videos on there to answer questions people have, like, is there a God? And why do we suffer? And things like that. So take a look at it. Remember the Lord loves you. Well, do you feel better right now? I mean, do you feel relieved that, you know, at first you feel like a little bit... A little nervous at first, yeah. yeah. But now I know you, I'm, I've given opportunity to people to find answers in God's Word, and that's, that's exciting, you know? That's awesome. Well, you did a great job. And, and they seem to be very open to it. Sure. You know? Would you suggest the same for people watching? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Go out and do it. It's easy.
Katrina, it's your turn. Oh yes. Have some fun. Yes. You ready to do this? Yes. I'm a bit nervous though. You are. Yeah. I'm a little nervous for you too. I know you're gonna do well though. Because yeah, so, I've I'm, never done this before. I always <laughs> wanted to, but I'm nervous. But well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm do it. I'm praying for you, sister. I know you're gonna do fun. Here we are. This is good. Hey, you want to talk? You can talk to her. Hi, how are you? Fine. Yeah. This is, I would love to come, uh, you to come to my church next week. You don't go to church. I don't see it. You don't go to church. You know, you can go online too if you want to. Do you, you know? Yeah. Okay. God bless you. So we, what you do is we keep going. Yeah. And someone else will, someone else will take the card. Yeah. Since she didn't want to. Mm -hmm. Do you go to church? Sometimes. Oh, great. That's good. So I would love to see you. I mean, come over to my church next week. And um, if you, for some reason, if you, if you, I mean, you're not ready, you can always go onto this website, like truelife.org, and uh, there are some free video answers. Okay. But there are a lot of questions we have sometimes, and there are a lot of videos explaining those questions. And you can always go and check those videos and have the answers. Okay. Yeah. It's nice meeting you. Have a great day. God you bless. too. Yeah. Hey, Will. Yeah. Man, we had a great time in there. Oh, yeah. Katrina surprised me. I mean, I, I knew she was going to do good, but she did really, really good. Thank you. <laughs> you did. Well, you know what happened? What happened? Uh, initially, there was um, one lady who didn't, um, you know, didn't want to take the card. Yeah. And she was like, no, I'm not going to come to church. And I was really, you know. <laughs> but then I didn't give up. Yeah. And he was with me. And we went on ahead. And we gave the cards to a lot of people. And surprisingly, it was really, it wasn't really hard, and no. they were really receptive, and I loved it. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm so thankful that you just did my job. I don't have to explain nearly as much anymore to you back in the sanctuaries. We're not a different person than you. We are made in God's image, just like you are. And every Christian has the opportunity to do this. And I can promise you, from the bottom of my heart, that there is nothing better than to share your faith with people. So I'm challenging you today. Share your faith, hand out these cards, and see what God can do in your life and in the lives of others. We will work on the sound for the next time we have to use videos. Oh, I forgot to turn the light on. The treble was up on that, so I'm sorry, Al. <laughs> I got to get my ears checked now, too. <laughs> well, I pray it will. <laughs> I sometimes feel like that dad. What did you say? What? <laughs> anyway. Did you see how easy that was? But I love the fact that they showed the, the cute gal. Who, who ran into the, goes into the grocery store, ran into the 5% person first, because that's what devil always does, run you into a 5%er. 5%er want nothing to do with Jesus. They, they want to go to hell. They think it's going to be a party. And they just are happy in their sin. And the devil always gets them in the way. But did you hear what she says? Once I got past her, everybody was, was receptive. It was fun. I, it was a blessing. And did you see she did it in her own words? But she didn't take long to do it, did she? 
You see, sometimes we think we have to have this sermon prepared to tell people about Jesus. Here's the good news. When they go to truelife.org, go ahead and do that at home. When they go to truelife.org, there's a couple of things they do for us. One, all they have to do is go whop it in, type in whop it in, guess what, what church pops up? New Life! And it's got the picture of the church on it. And Corey even put my picture on there. So we'll just pray nobody gets scared away from that. So, and my picture's on there, and the church, and eventually we'll have a little um, video message for them on there. But the other thing it does is that they have experts. Are you in a, how many here are experts at Mormonism? Raise your hand. Oh, nobody is an expert at Mormonism. How, how many can really take on um, hard topics such as somebody challenges you about homosexuality? How, how, how many would really be, but, but be able to do it in a loving way? But, but have a testimony of how God has overcome? Every one of these here have an expert. When it comes to Mormonism, there's four people who talk about Mormonism on there. Every one of them have been saved from being a Mormon. They put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's things on here about abortion. I mean, all the hard stuff. And atheism is addressed. All the hard topics. So you don't have to go ahead and deal with it. Let the, and listen, guess who's on our staff now? This is un, because they're on here. Josh McDowell is now working for us. Can we afford to hire Josh McDowell to come to our church and working on staff here? No. But you know what? He is now. The greatest apologist of our generation is working for us to help address people's needs. We bring them to here. Jesus said we weren't supposed to be have to have all the answers, did he? He said, go and be. And this is a tool to help you go and be. Who addressed all the to hard topics? Paul did. He was their go-to guy. He was their back of the card. Paul was. All they had to do was go and be. And they made so many copies of the letter they would hand it out. <laughs> Here, read this. You'll understand better, Jew. Repent as Gentile who Jesus is. They would hand out the letters of Paul. Why do you think Paul was so popular? He was their true life.org. We live in a fascinating time when everybody. has one of these. They can have all that on their phone. By the way, the information is, Corey's tweaking it, but it is already on our website too. And she's tweaking it so it looks more like this so people can just click on the topics. Right now, if you go there, I believe it starts with the first video on how we got our Bible, which is a good thing, but uh, we want to make sure, make it easy for them to find the topic that they're hurting with. You know, does that seem easy? 
Doesn't that seem easy? I like to invite you to my church. On the back, there are answers to life's hard questions. God bless you. Now, this is not just going to go away today. Can I tell you something? They've already experimented. True Life has already experimented with several churches around the country. They have gone from our side, size, and seen their sanctuaries filled. We're not doing it to fill our sanctuary. We are doing it to get people saved. There's the difference. If we get people saved, we'll have a real church. If we're just doing it to fill our sanctuary, it's not going to happen. It doesn't matter. We're just a country club. It's been successful. So every month, we are going to start with true life and we're going to be challenged. In two weeks, I can't wait. I've already got a prediction in my own mind. Who's going to outdo this first month? <laughs> I've already got it in my mind. I'm not going to tell you who because that'll stop you from doing it. Because it could be you. In two weeks, I'm going to open it up to testimonies. Because... I, I can show you all these wonderful videos, but to hear from how God is using you, I'm going to open it up to testimonies. How God's been using this in your life to, to talk to people. And I don't care if it's like, I just got to praise God. I was able to give out. I had my five. They went so quick. I came back to pastor. I got five more. They went so quick. I came back to pastor. He gave me 20 because I already had 10. And I got rid of all those too. And it was so easy. And I just talked to people. And oh, I'm just praising God and I'm believing. And the other thing you're supposed to do, I forgot to mention, you're supposed to pray. Lord, let these cards I give out be effective. It doesn't have to be a big prayer. You don't even have to speak in tongues. <laughs> Remember, tongues were given to us for our employment, not for our enjoyment. Do we, we went through all those things that we believe. Do we believe all that stuff? If we do, we're going to be and we're going to go. I wanted to make it easy. I'm so sick and tired of us Christians thinking it has to be hard. I want to... Hi, I want to invite you to my church. On the back side there, there's some answers to hard questions. I hope you go in and check those things out. And I hope you come to our church and check us out too. God bless you. Is that easy? Because don't we live in a day? Don't we live in a day when... Hey! Listen to me. You need Jesus in your heart and you need to fall on your knees and repent of your sin and you're going, I what sin? What is sin? I don't know what sin is. Everything is gray. There's no right and wrong. Don't you run into that all the time? Let this be the answer. Let them find their answer there. All the scriptures. All you have to do is go ahead and invite. So, I'm going to give the challenge. How many here are willing to take five cards and do it? Praise God. Oh, I forgot. <clears throat> I forgot.
I forgot. You're at McDonald's having coffee with the ladies. Somebody walks by, hey, don't I know you? No. Oh, I wish I would know you. Hey, I'd like to invite you to my church. <laughs> God bless you. Here's his card. Take it. I'll do yours for you then. <laughs> I see more than five people in one day in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> we are supposed to go and be. You want five just for both of you? Okay. Can I make a suggestion? Yeah. We have a congregational prayer that they know I need to follow these. So when people get them, they won't. Yes, we'll do that. We'll do that. Uh, you already got two, but so you got seven now. You gonna do it too? Yeah. This guy can hardly get around. Your dad will have yours and mom. Five more. Any five more? And Josh, I'm going to give you one to start with. I think you can give that one away. And every time you give one away, I'll give you a new one. Anybody else need cards? Get you later, Mom. Karen, they're here waiting for you. But let me tell you, Karen, this is how easy it is. So many times you're walking down the street and somebody bumps into you outside of Olson's old jewelry place, and you can just turn around and say, Hey, you bumped into me. Can I invite you to my church? That's how easy it is. Oh, you stop in the grocery, in, in the gas station, get something to drink, and you hand it to the clerk. So when you're ready, Karen, I'll have them for you. When you're ready, I'll hand them for you. I know that you're shy. She don't act shy, but she is one of our shy people. I will have more for you. And I think this is so cool. All right. Jeremy, what you got? God put this verse on my heart. He just had me basically go to it, and it ties into so much of what we've been talking about. It's Proverbs 19. Better a poor man who walks in integrity than someone who has deceitful lips and is a fool. God doesn't want us to be walking around and telling people about him with empty hearts and no love. He wants us to talk to people about him with love in our hearts his joy in telling what he has done for us. Amen. 
can I tell you something? All these videos are done in love. I'll tell you, the first time I saw the video that we just, I showed you here this morning, I had tears in my eyes. I had tears in my eyes because of those folks. And I actually saw all the people in the car. They showed me all the people in the car. And then um, Tony went out and he wanted to prove to his own church that he could do 80-some cars. He ended up doing 86 cars in a week. He, got, he just wanted to prove. They challenged him, so he went out and did it. And they were so excited. we got to get excited about Jesus again. So, we're going to do something. You all have cards in your hands, right? I gave you yours, right? Or no? Yes. you got your cards in your hands. I want you to lay your hands on your cards. And those who don't have cards, I want you to believe with us. And we're going to have a congregational prayer. Lord Jesus, I am believing for 2019 is going to be a year that just shakes us. That, Lord, it's going to revolutionize us. Lord, we've been trying to figure out what we're supposed to be doing in the community, and you already told us, go and be. Lord Jesus, we're not going to be showing movies in the park. We're not going to be doing this and that and all these other things. It's just flash in the pan. But, Lord Jesus, we're going to go out, and we're going to talk to people about Jesus. Lord Jesus, I just believe right now, as we use this simple script, that we can invite people so simply. Just walk up to them and say, I'd like to invite you to my church. And for those hard questions you might have, just go to this website and you, you'll find hundreds of different videos on those hard questions. And, and i love to see you in my church. God bless you. And Lord, because we want to open the door for Jesus. So many today don't want a cold call. So many today are afraid of a Christian walking up to them. So many today think the, that if we just knock on their door, we're Jehovah's Witness or we're Mormons, Lord. And they're going to say, go away. And Lord Jesus, we have the most precious, precious, wonderful, good news that is worth all, more than all the treasure in the world that Jesus saves. Lord, use us. Use these cards, I pray in Jesus' name. Use us to challenge people in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. And Satan, you're a jerk. <laughs> and Lord, use us to give them another kick in the head. So, Lord Jesus, help us to get people saved before the rapture of the church. We just praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right now, in our area, there's only two churches, us and another one up north someplace. Huh? Moorhead. So it's on the Minnesota side. We're the only ones doing this. Let's go out and be fruitful. As God's told us, be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful. Sheep. Let's go make sheep. Let's use these. Let's use this simple tool. Let's keep it... You know what? I told you, we make things too complicated. This gets it back to being simple. Just the gospel. I want to invite you to my church. Check out the stuff. You'll be impressed. You'll be impressed. By the way... Brother Tim or Jason, if you find anything that's 
um, doesn't match up to our doctrine, we're supposed to let them know. Okay, and uh, but they've worked so hard because they've been working with the Church of God, the Assembly of God, and the Baptists, and everybody else that they they state to the majors and leave us to the minors. Awesome. So they just deal with the majors, and so um, we're paying so much a month to have access to all this, and it's well worth it, and um, it's already been paid. It's being paid for um, in the church. And so it's already been um, uh, taken care of. But if you want to help out, you know, um, just let Lorraine know. But it's already being taken care of. It's um, a blessing. God is a blessing. Amen? Amen. And you've got your cheat sheet. All you have to do is take it, fold it, fold it down, and it'll fit right in your pocket. And you have it. And you have your, if you can't remember what to say, you have it. People don't care if you read a thing. My word. People don't care about that. They do care about their, you loving on them. And by the way, doing this is what our brother was talking about, is actually loving people. Is actually loving people into the kingdom. If you don't tell them about Jesus, you're not loving them. If you leave them lost in their sin, you're not loving them. If you're not helping them find Jesus, you're not loving them. No. greatest thing we can do is tell others about our Savior. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to take communion today. Yes, we're going to take communion today, Josh. Josh. <laughs>